You are listening to Radio 1190, KVCU Boulder. I am your music director, James Calvet, and right now we have a very special guest in the studio. They're going to be playing three songs for you, and then we are going to be having them in the DJ booth for a little interview. But right now, this is Health Live right here on Radio 1190. Alex, this mic is, uh, you're on here. Yeah. We're starting over.
You are listening to Radio 1190, KVCU Boulder. I am joined here with Health. How's it going, guys? Good. How you doing? Good. I'm doing well. I'm well. Thank you. That's good. Yeah. Awesome. It's good to hear. Good to hear that you guys are lively bunch here. That's totally fine. We totally understand because you guys are on tour right now. Um, How long has have you guys been on tour so far? Uh, this tour, I think we're about three weeks in, mm-hmm. but before that we were in Europe for a month, so it's kind of been continually the better part of two months. Gotcha. That's good to hear. And you guys are just going all over North America, and you guys are in Denver uh, tonight, and you are uh, going to be playing at uh, Larimer Lounge with Picture Plane, who is a uh, DIY um, uh, son that went out to Brooklyn not too long ago. Um, and you guys have been on, on tour in the United States uh, throughout the whole tour with him. How has that been with uh, Travis from Picture Plane? I mean, we've been friends for way back. Um, we've been we played with Travis Rhino and uh, even before that at Monkey Mania. So he's always been part of the Denver. Uh, we, I was just in the Prodigal Son Returns, yeah. Denver. Yeah, and actually the last time we did a major U.S. tour that was just us, um, Travis was with us then too. So oh, it's yeah. just kind of just 2.0. We're just like, yeah, we'll just reboot the, the tour. So it's very comfortable. It's Good. old friends. So it's not... Um, and we're all in one vehicle too. Mm-hmm. So if if it was just some weirdo we didn't know instead of a weirdo we do know, it could be uncomfortable. But oh yeah, we know Travis. So, <laughs> so you fall back into old habits. So it's been great. That's good to hear. And so on this new tour, you guys are supporting the new record, which is called Death Magic, which is a fantastic record uh, that was following up. Get Color, isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the the full length that it followed up. Yeah, and that that was a huge, huge release for you guys. And so kind of um, coming into this, uh, you guys put it out on uh, Loma Vista. Uh, Isn't that right? That's correct. Yeah. And the cool thing about it is that I kind of see um, you guys pushing boundaries in two extremes, um, which is kind of the hookiness of your music and the heaviness of your music. And so uh, was that intentional for you guys coming into recording this new album? Well, usually when you make a record, it's intentional. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would imagine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think that we definitely wanted to. Our first records were uh, we didn't have a lot of resources. The first one we made ourselves. So, you know, that's. It, we recorded it, mixed it, produced it. Mm-hmm. Second one came out really raw and punk, but you know there's certain sounds that we wanted to communicate. So I think that there was definitely obsession with production mm-hmm. in terms of just getting it to sound really heavy. Like we wanted it to sound like our sound palette and like a noise record, but also have the touchstones of modern, like heavy production, mm-hmm. whether that be from dance music or hip hop or you know radio pop, and. Uh, I think the more melodic element was just a natural progression of the band. I mean, it had been starting, mm-hmm. so that was that was kind of just more of a natural thing. So, gotcha. And I can totally feel that kind of naturalness come out in the record because all these songs, especially one of the songs that you played, which was uh, "Stone Fist," is an incredibly catchy song, and it just kind of seems like you know it's just health, like kind of, you know, um, putting out something that just comes really, really naturally to you guys. And so, since it comes so naturally, do you think there's any things that kind of influence your sound or um, something like that? You already ta- touching down upon um, hip hop music or just uh, electronic dance music. But what are some other kind of influences for you guys? Uh, smacking a lot of, I mean, yeah. a lot of, I mean, we just this is a lot of regular ass music. I mean, yeah, we're listening to everything coming out, so it's never just like one thing. We're not trying to uh, imitate something. Of so course. we're we're calling a lot of influences from a lot of times bad music too. Uh, it doesn't, <laughs> uh, whatever works for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on. Um, one thing that we were very conscious of with this record is, you know, just the, the leaps and bounds that have made with been made with electronic music production. 
Um, so sometimes like me recording a guitar doesn't sound as good as if we can find a synthesizer that can cut through. I mean, we were just trying to, the recording process is like a process of translation. You know, you see our band live, it's going to be different than what you hear on a record because you're going to use a bunch of microphones and a bunch of gear to condense that ne- down, especially within the language of rock music. And I think that, um, you know, there's been this kind of breakthrough for a lot of music that's being produced now where how it exists is people making music with the resources that are most prevalent now, which is like laptops. And, and so we're not that band. You know, we come from a different ethos, but there's been a lot of really exciting things that have happened with that. So we definitely wanted to integrate that into much in the same way. I mean, obviously, this is a highfalutin uh, comparison, but, you know. It's like Dark Side of the Moon. It's like those guys are trying to make a trippy record. They went in and used all the studio tools they right. could. So we didn't want to be Luddites and be like, okay, we're going to you know, um, not embrace these new things that are available to us. So that was a big influence. Mm-hmm. Um, melodically for me, I don't have like a super charismatic voice. So I listen to, a, in terms of a lot of rock music, so I listen to a lot of older like new romantic type stuff like like what 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 would new romantic like be? depeche mode and oh, okay, you know gotcha. like uh duran duran yeah. tears for fears just Classic. things where it's simplistic melodic lines where the person doesn't necessarily have to belt it out like joe cocker but you can yeah. write so i was trying to figure out i think each of us had our own way of approaching what we were into on the record yeah you know, whether or not it be uh finding weird sampled computer sounds that John did a lot of or just finding new ways to write the vocal lines so right and I kind of see in your music uh, the lyrics definitely have a lot of depth to them but I almost see your vocals kind of being an instrument uh, unto itself kind of using it and manipulating your voice in certain ways to get across a certain feeling is that kind of um, what you were trying to get at well that was certainly absolutely true of the first two records where where you have a lot of things that are not centered around a specific key and are somewhat atonal so then we use the vocals more like um, the way we would imagine or compare it like Belinda Butcher and My Bloody Valentine where it's like this textural element. Right. This is definitely the first record where you can actually hear what I'm saying. Yeah, kind of And that's been through. a big difference, which is it's pretty rewarding. I think just we've noticed just live for people to have a rough idea of, of what is going on. <laughs> okay. It helps engage people, and it helps, uh, it helps me engage in singing. So, sure. so it's a bit of both. Obviously, like I said, I don't... I don't have like a really powerful, uh, uh, super unique voice, so I think you know I gotta I gotta try to find ways to try to use it to the best the band can utilize it. So yeah, it's it's like, supposed to be a, an instrumental component, not just like I'm the guy out front doing my like Mick Jagger moves. Yeah, exactly. Um, and kind of on the noise aspect of that, kind of using that in. Uh, kind of clashing it with rock music. Um, is that kind of inspired more by sampling or is that more kind of used almost like a guitar as in uh, you kind of use the the components that are inside the, the noise machine? Uh, well, this record, uh, we've done both. Before it was always, yeah, with this really analog feedback loop, which we've still got a ton of on the record, but mm-hmm. also we've got new... I guess digital noises that we've made, and that's a lot. That's a lot of times the stuff we had to figure out of how to do. So a new language of wacky ass sounds. Yeah. No yeah, problem. I think uh, even when we use guitars or use other elements like that, we've always been conscious of trying to not make them sound like guitars. Mm-hmm. You know, that's been like a huge mission statement of the band is that you want to be able to generate sounds that people don't immediately recognize what they are, but you mm-hmm. still want them to want 
to listen to it, you know? Oh, totally. Um, so, yeah, it's just been – and that's just been a really long pro- process of us just kind of building what we call our sound palette, of having all these different sounds. And I think different bands and different genres have different setups in terms of that, but inevitably you you start to – you know, you, oh, you, you know that this pedal combination kind of creates this sort of dreamy reverb that works for this kind of sound and – and you kind of put that in your back pocket and are able to utilize it and, and um, just have those things available. And we've just been a band for a while, so we've been doing that. And by the time we got to this record, there was a lot of, we wanted to make progress, so there's a lot of new stuff, and then we have our old tricks too. Oh, most definitely. And it totally shines through, and it has fantastic results, by the way. Um, so Health is going to be playing tonight at the Larimer Lounge down in Denver with Picture Plane and Bang Play. I believe doors are going to be opening up around 8 o'clock. And uh, you guys will be playing after Bang Play and Picture Plane, of course. Um, but do you guys have any last words before we part ways and say goodbye so you can get down to Larimer Lounge? Uh, Denver, we love you. It's been a long time. I don't think we've been back to Denver for our own show since, like, 2009. Wow. Yeah, so. And that was when we played a festival at Red Rock. So we didn't get to play a Denver proper show. Wow. So we're happy to be back. Yeah. Also, break out your checkbook. We got a lot of very nice T-shirts. Almost definitely. I'm I'm gonna have to bug you guys for one of them before you guys leave. So yeah. Awesome. And we have a track up next off of your newest record, and this is called L.A. Looks, which you guys definitely have the L.A. Looks, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Why not? You guys are listening to Health, and uh, you. This is Radio 1190 KVCU Boulder. Mm-hmm. 